0: The very first porn I ever watched of my dad's was a cartoon porn called Jack Off and the Beanstalk. And then when they went up into the beanstalk, these giants were all fucking naked, having sex and this and that. And in order to hide from the male giant, all these little fuckers, Jack and company, hid inside of the giant woman's pussy. That was their hiding spot. To hide from the man giant.
1: This was and a then he rammed lunch. his
0: cock up in there and just pounded the shit out <laughs>
1: <laughs> And it got so that's Just dumb. like back up against
0: the wall. And just got blown, hide. this fucking cummed right on.
2: Welcome to your football fantasy.
1: Hey y'all, welcome back. We are sitting here at week 17. Most fantasy leagues are over. It's been decided. You've won or you've not won at this point. Some of you are starting to look to next year. Some of you are still looking at dailies. We're gonna have the good doctor on the show a little later on to tell us how you could win some money because, spoiler, he beat us all again. <laughs> um, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna break some things down for you. A little different show. Today, we're going to look ahead to the NFL playoffs and talk a little regular football for you guys as a lead into next week. We'll tell you a little bit about what next week's going to be at some point in the show as well. And then we're going to look at just a handful of guys that are some of our earliest targets for next year, are already sitting at the top of our lists for next year, and some guys that we're already thinking maybe are going to be more hyped than we want to pay for. Just a few of those coming out of this season. Who surprised us? Who disappointed us? That sort of thing. That's going to be our show today. At least that's going to be our show from uh, myself and the big Wiz here. Wiz, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. All ready to go. Bring some. Bring the show back to its greatness. Back to
2: entertainment. I mean, there was a lot of moaning and, and, and you know uh sure just weird groaning noises I didn't, I didn't hear a lot of laughing i heard a lot of no, like jerking off noises that's mean brothers right yeah we
0: oof, we
1: were, that that was, we were,
2: was a great you guys were Ace and gary trying to practice out the entire time It's a gr- Is my that what their names
1: were. no that's the ambiguously gay oh, duo yeah, come on i know that one i didn't know that was their names but... <laughs> oh yeah
2: that's what you're trying to replicate for a while i get <laughs> it
1: believe me i knew that was their names uh so we're gonna do those things the Wiz has some stuff he wants to tell you later on we're prepared Uh, Bullfrog, you're here, but you are wildly unprepared, aren't (sighs) you?
0: It's been a day. It's been a day. So I'm just here to critique the fuck out of what you guys say and drink
1: (laughs) some beers. Oh, God, I love you guys. Uh, they're all days. So let's get into the news here, leading into week 17, just in case you're still playing for something.
2: This week in football.
1: Uh, a few things... Starting off right at the top here, Quincy Nunez. remember him from the beginning of the year? He yep. just got extended, they like him, he spent most of the second half kind of injured. Uh, so who knows, maybe he'll come back and be something on that team, even though Robbie Anderson's starting to, starting to get it going with Sam Darnold there. But he's back on the team, the team likes him, the team wants him. Speaking of extensions... Do you understand that or no? Why they want to keep him? Yeah. Yeah, because he sucked up a lot of uh, slot targets when he was healthy. If you can suck up a lot of slot targets, take some safety coverage, maybe toward the middle of the field. Is, is that he a, a, a long-term long plan
0: for them? What was the contract?
1: I don't. That I don't. I know. mean, two, two years though. he still is impressive probably. to me for a receiver who's pretty average, though. I, yeah. think he's a, I think he's a good.
0: I think he's a talented receiver.
1: Part of the part and of the that, thinking has to be this. So you've got this rookie quarterback. You need to build a better offensive line. You need to find yourself. Uh, some defensive pieces. So let's lock up the less expensive receivers that have some rapport with Darnold already, and shown that they can play with him, so they can spend money elsewhere. Because Anunua did not cost them a lot of money. You can't imagine.
0: I feel like what makes Anunua good is he's a physical specimen. That's true. And when he's beat up and hurt, that takes away from what he excels at. I mean, because you put him in a healthy body, like most guys can't tackle him one on one. Problem I have he's with him beast. is he's, he has not. He's been. He's disappeared <laughs> for the last what? And I think that's injuries. Eight, nine weeks? I would say it's Longer than that probably, right? Since his his injury. I mean, when he's healthy, that guy is tough to handle. For two weeks a year. Give him a a break,
1: all right? He's no Leonard Fournette. He's healthier than Leonard Fournette. (laughs) We're going to talk about him, I think, at some
0: point. I think he'll come up many times.
1: (laughs) Another extension here, Damian Williams, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, was extended for two years, $8.1 million. Does that say... They want the, him to the be a starter there? What are they doing with Spencer Ware? Again, Ware's a little bit injured now. Do they are they just gonna lean on Damian Williams, who has been explosive? Is he from Miami?
0: Was he the one from that came he, from yeah, Miami? He is. I don't know. I haven't actually watched I haven't been able to see too much of his games. Uh
1: here's what I've noticed watching him. He looks really fast and he looks like he fits what they're doing on that offense really yeah. well. He, like looks like a a great, he looks like a great pairing. For Mahomes,
0: does he look more like a Jamal Charles kind of? No,
1: I,
2: I, th- I mean it's just, to me, he's the same sort of player, Brian Westbrook, that that came out of nowhere. He's a good guy; he can catch the ball. Um, I, let's face it: this team's all about Mahomes. Yes, Who, whoever fits that, that that best is going to be. And, and Williams is cheap. Why not use him?
1: And right. he's better than. It's not that cheap, but he's he's with, better. He's fit, he fits the offense better than Ware does.
0: I and think. like with Reed's sure. offense, you don't need a guy like Bell. No. You, know, you don't need to pay a guy like Bill. No, you need a little scat offense. back, catch the ball, can run the ball occasionally. 15 touches, yeah. maybe a game, and call it good. Give another running back a couple, and
3: yeah.
1: Early, early prediction. Where do you think Damian Williams goes in drafts next year as a running back? Three Flex guy, middle middle rounds. No people are gonna be excited about him because this team's gonna be super powerful. They take him as a running back too. Third round.
2: At least you're going with wow. running back two. At least third running back two. round.
1: That's.
0: I think that was one of my key mistakes. <laughs> it, it, is, isn't he
2: the same player as is McKinnon was going into
1: 2018? N- no, he's so like in well, my. Tell me the difference in Miami. Damian Williams was second. slow. He, he failed to find holes. He's not in Miami, man. Th- but if you look at his career, you've got three games in, where he in performed. And Volker would
2: tell Kansas you that Jack was garbage until the second half of, of 2017.
1: Here's what I'll tell you,
0: and I think we talked about this a lot in the preseason, but I didn't necessarily draft this way, and that's what's costing me my leagues this year. Is like I did not have enough guys on high-scoring teams. No matter how good you think they are or where you think they rank, Right? you got to have pieces of teams that are going to score every week. And Damian Williams is one of those pieces, unless they, you know, depending on so, the offseason so, moves, that make it run back. How
2: does How does Damian Williams differ than Jarek McKinnon going into twenty 20- Well, because McKinnon
0: wasn't going to be on a, an outstanding offense. Nobody thought oh, the Niners' man. offense was going to be world otherworldly like KC. Oh, I thought they'd they be top.
2: I thought they'd be in the top. Not, not, not KC. You're right about that. Certainly what? top eight. Yeah, top ten offense.
0: Well, I guess they were the same as it was kind of an unknown. You didn't know KC was going right. to be this. We did We thought. The Niners yes. could, but nobody knew. Well, nobody. I, would, I would say Williams shit, we is in anyway.
2: oh, yeah. so a, a better position than ben McKinnon was, is, is my point.
1: Oh, yeah. More established yeah. offense. And we drafted yeah.
2: McKinnon in the third round. I, I think yeah, all exactly. day long. He goes that
1: all day long. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, ben Watson, old tight end in New Orleans, set to retire. So, uh, you know. In the offseason, we did talk a little bit about that New Orleans tight end position. We were hoping somebody would land there, maybe a rookie in the draft would land there, because it's a valuable position. Now with Watson out, uh, who do they got? That uh, Hill cat? What's his name? Josh Hill is the (laughs) only one there. No, Arnold. Oh, that Arnold Arnold guy who caught two passes and two Uh, touchdowns uh, uh, on the year. Arnold. I don't know, I still think the tight end position in New Orleans could be beneficial. Doesn't Michael Thomas kind of play the tight end position. Maybe they'll bring he's Jimmy big, Graham back. He's by. physical. Michael Thomas catches all his passes on the sidelines. He's a big physical receiver. Sure. I want him to go draft a young tight end. We'll see. Uh so Carolina Panthers totally out of it. They're gonna they said coaching staff said they're gonna rest all their key players. Oh, that good. means if you're you've been a McCaffrey owner, if you've been a McCaffrey lover second half of season, he's been great. What do we look? We we looked at this yesterday. Christian McCaffrey in full PPR number one is number one running back on the season yeah. now. He has overtaken uh, Todd Gurley because he set the receiving record, uh, receptions record for running backs. He beat Matt Forte's receptions record for running backs. Remember yeah, when I brought up that? Right? Remember when yeah. I
0: brought up that stat of the week in the preseason? Yeah, that, about Matt Forte. Yeah, you did had a the lot. Season. You did a lot of research back then. And I thought I was re- referencing Kamara when I brought that stat up, sure. but. It was McCaffrey that it fucking was, did it. it. It
1: was McCaffrey, so he's gonna he's gonna be, uh, well, gonna be sitting. Everybody on that. Will McCaffrey and Barkley go re- running back one, two next year? Sure. No, Gurley's still gonna go. They could, <laughs> they could they easily. Could. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They'll be in the discussion for sure. But yeah. and Barkley's gonna be there too, I think. So uh, the next year, running backs loaded. I feel like coming yeah. into next Deep. year, you can go compared you, to this year. It feels fully, a lot deeper. It's gonna be
1: six, seven guys. Yeah. Uh, so. One potential concern, and I did read this somewhere, it's very possible next year that the Carolina Panthers decide to move on from Cam Newton. It's They're at a point now where it's not going to kill him to, to cut him and take the dead cap and move on and find somebody else. His injury issues in the last couple of years have been really bad. His he, I don't think he ever really recovered from that shoulder injury two years ago. Uh, and he's just kind of a little bitch. So, should something happen at the quarterback position in Carolina, that's got to hurt McCaffrey's stock, right? Yeah. I think that's a pretty far reach. They're not they're not
2: moving on from Cam Newton at this point. C- Cam Newton should be... I, your statement of sports. him being a
1: little bitch is absolutely correct. Yeah. But they're not moving on from him. You no, know, I don't think so either. You know who is moving on from their quarterback? That would be the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Going to move on from Tannehill after this year. So that means they're going to eat, just frame a reference here, they're going to eat $13 million in dead cap that they have to pay this man to cut him. That's going to put them at a total of $26 million in dead cap next year that they have to pay to people that are no longer on the team. They're already sitting at somewhere in the middle of the field with cap space. They don't have a whole ton of expensive players coming up that they have to re-sign, but that means not a lot of money is going to be freed up. There's no way this team tries to go get anybody but a rookie quarterback. They can't afford him.
0: God, I haven't done too much research, but is the rookie quarterback class going to be that good? So the best. I know the Oregon guy. The Oregon guy guy guy. who's at the top of
1: a lot of people's lists just left. That's uh, not a lot with Alabama. No, he's still young. Too young still. Kyle
2: Murray's a question mark out of Oklahoma. Probably makes a lot more sense. Um, I think what Gase realizes Tannehill is not Mm -hmm. a long term solution. But you're right. I mean, I'm surprised that they're willing to just sit there and say. Did they actually say they're going to
1: cut him? They're moving on from him.
3: You
2: which think, is yeah, you know, try to trade or but, them. could be if I'm wrong. But the, but the I think last year, this year, and even two f- years in the future, that cap drastically increases, right? Yeah. So I mean, I, yeah, they're,
1: they're lots of dead money, but they're still they're not I, they're, they have room to buy players. The 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 uh, article I read today, which was just one of these, like where would Tannehill fit and who's likely to even reach out to him? The number one on that list was the New England Patriots. Sure. As Tom Brady's replacement. Eventually. (laughs) You're like a Tannehill in in New England in a couple of years. Not a long-term solution. He's bad. Alvante's perfect. Look, This guy got a seventh career concussion last week. Second in a month. Might be forced into early retirement here. He's a scary motherfucker. He's Might guy. be forced into a traumatic brain injury. Maybe, gonna, that's, maybe, that's soon, yeah? maybe that's where all the rage comes from.
0: Maybe that's where all the rage comes from.
2: I just, think he's not the brightest. Yeah, he's gonna Press be it out there.
1: in ten years. He's gonna be really oh, struggling. He's gonna yeah. be hanging from a noose somewhere. Um, hey, he made his mill. He did he made it, his mills. He did his work. Look, he was fun to watch. Good linebacker because he was good at the games, yeah. and you never knew when he was gonna Poke somebody in the eye or oh, kick somebody kick in the, the nuts? Go back when he was a rookie, though. He, he was a hand. good linebacker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he can still play. Uh, let's see. This week, done for the year. These players, which for some of them, the year is a week, um, were deemed out for the remainder of the season this year. That's that's Pettis, Breida, Lindsey, Mike Wallace, Jordan Reed, Odell Beckham Jr. Most of those guys are fantasy relevant if you're looking at dailies, if you're, if you're still in a, a Week 17 championship league, which you shouldn't be. But if you are... Um, these are some of these are pretty big names. Some of these are names that you got late and helped you get to whatever championship. Pettis, Lindsay, right? Done for the year. In fact, Philip Lindsay had his surgery today.
0: Sounds like a pretty nasty fucking break. Yeah, and done and for the year. But I
2: think you hit on the head when you said week seventeen doesn't mean much for fans' purposes. So maybe in daily this matters. Everything else, no. Yeah, and honestly, ODB's been out for god knows how long. Lindsay's by the only name that you just mentioned. that been out,
1: been out for a while. Uh, all right, so DJ Swearinger. This could have maybe gone in dumb shit because it's pretty dumb. DJ Swearinger, <laughs> who has been um, a top five or ten safety this year, depending on what ranking list you looked at, was released from the Redskins because because he's been a little bit uh, he's been a critic of the team to the press. I guess three times is enough. The coach called him in and said, "Look, you got to stop." And he went out and said something else. So uh, the Redskins just cut him. Now, you get cut. You get put on the the, uh, waiver list. See who wants to claim you off of waivers. And unfortunately, this could have been a huge piece for any playoff team to add in the end here to push that defense over the top, putting a safety back there like Swearinger. But it was the Arizona Cardinals that Mm. swooped him up. So we don't have to worry about him next year. But I'll tell you what, that's a pretty stout defensive backfield already in Arizona. You add Swearinger Swearinger to that list, and it's starting to look – that defense is going to be tough if they can they if they can figure anything out on the offensive right. side of the field at all Bro, they, they, they can be, be in games they could be you, the bills what
2: did you learn from the bears this year it's all about D- that deep D- defense starts up front though yeah, that, sure. the defensive that's backfield looks right. a hell of a lot better when when you
1: have any sort of defensive line that's true mm-hmm. Uh let's see we said Gurley's going to sit for week 17 so the question becomes cj anderson a stud again is cj anderson going go in this one yeah Tell us what you think about C.J. Anderson.
0: Oh, did I say that last week? <laughs> Who are they playing?
1: San Fran. San Francisco, middle oh, of the road. Yeah, do you
0: think C.J.'s got to be a good start in daily or uh, if, he, you, if you're rolling out a season long or some, somehow? I think I assume I mean, he's I don't very think he's, cheap. I don't think he's got any meaning to the team as far as next year goes uh, unless they re-sign him or something. So I'm thinking it's just kind of a one-week rental. Sure. Use him up. It's I would an, say it's a he should have a good week. But the, but Bear, the Niners, the Niners' run D is solid. The Actually. Niners have a good
2: defense in general, but yeah. the Bears did both the running backs at least were were playable last week. mean they at least, they both did something.
1: Uh, yeah, look, the run defense for the Niners in the past few weeks has not been solid. It's no, been bad. It's been um, Twenty carries for 167 yards. C.J. Anderson looked amazing because the coach and the scheme made it happen. Right. Uh, it's going to happen again. He's an absolute play in daily, who's who probably costs forty eight hundred bucks, no more than that. be up now, probably. Well, it was only today that Todd Gurley was deemed out. It looked like he was going to play leading up till today. Well, there's again, at least in my league, where you make week seventeen something worth an extra forty bucks. In my, I mean, yeah. Your, to your point is that you pick up C.J. Anderson if he's out there. You throw him in there uh, for sure. Yeah, the last thing I just want to say here is, like, this is an important game for the Rams, too, right? So Yeah, because they're playing for a bye. They're playing for a bye. They have to win to keep the Bears on Correct. that bye. So, um, 6,200. So gonna... 62? that's a tie already. Yeah, so they're going to play their game, and their game last week that won them that week was, was C.J. Anderson. So watch it happen again. I uh, said, where's questionable this week? So, again, look at Damian Williams as another potential relatively cheap big play uh, there in KC. All right, that is our news. I don't think we have any dumb shit. We got any dumb shit?
2: And now for more dumb shit I heard this week.
0: Well, some of you may think it's dumb, some of you may not, but the Free Press was reporting some stuff about Matt Patricia. Uh, I don't know if you guys happen to see that or not, but, you know, not only are they only going to probably have five wins on the season and... He had his things about practicing outdoors and all this bullshit, but uh, apparently he's been late for many, many meetings that he set. Wow. As the head coach. Is that a power play? He would set me, and they just said this was very much not the Patriot way, not the Belichick way, to have all of these team meetings that you set, but you go late to them Woo. over and over and over, How long? apparently. He, how long this is what last? a player that left the team this year – Said, how long does he last? Yeah, they so, said he so, probably so gets to one more. Is, is that at least? accurate? Is that accurate? I would. I don't know why is, is you would it, make that I up. Don't know, well, the guy's not there why anymore. How do you know he was fired? Yeah. Or,
1: well,
0: well, it was probably somebody that was either cut or traded, or yeah. I mean, those are your only options. But why? Why? What does it matter? What are you going to gain from was saying? Oh,
1: was it Golden Tate?
0: I didn't say,
3: but.
2: I mean, one thing I would tell you is, in general, the Fords have been very loyal to their coaches. Yeah, I mean. Most of these guys last three, four years, anyways. Uh, I think Patricia will be interesting. I, I think he should. You would like to think the Belichick way is that right? Phenomenal coaching, yeah. but we'll see. He should be. None better of his than predecessors
0: his have been good, though, right?
2: Belichick's. Yeah, his coaching tree is not
0: not good. But they all most of them had
2: had one one place, and that that's it. I mean,
0: Patricia will get one more year, I think. If At he least doesn't a year. have it, you know, if it's not on the He's end. Got a line, it's a tough division
1: to win, it man. You see his oh, T. Te- yeah. You see that T-shirt? It's weird. The Goodell t-shirt. It's got a big clown nose on. It's a pretty funny t-shirt. That's what he was wearing? Yeah. Came nice. off the plane wearing those. Good. Ah, yes. eh, it was decent.
2: <laughs> big Wiz and his stat
3: of the week.
1: In lieu of a stat of the week, the Wiz wants to tell tell you guys, just for a couple of minutes, uh, that, that we're stupid. The two of us, on this side of the couch. I mean, studio. Hit us! Get your guys' hands out of each other's pants. Sure thing. Um...
2: Oh. You know, after I was not here last week, so I, you know, I was listening to it and just listening. But even before the week started, I thought there were some really bad statements made. But I just want to bring them to everyone's attention, mostly to both of yours.
0: Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's so fucking nice. Of um, me.
2: Brian Coltage is a triple amputee, 37 year old, um, an Iraqi war veteran, great Purple Heart, um, recipient yes. from the Air Force, and you ripped him last week for for. Starting a GoFundMe page and getting $10 million for the border wall.
1: Yes. Hey, just because those are your
2: beliefs does not mean they are wrong, Look, you folks. get a
1: Purple Heart just because you get hurt. This is the same... All you have to do is get hurt to yeah. get a Purple Heart. That doesn't... Like, Go fucking
2: trip, lose three limbs, you could, you dumb could, shit. You could
1: trip on a fucking <laughs> wire and get get your fucking Purple Heart. There are
2: times when Nuts says good things, like Sars Monster, and he talks about, you know, John Sars, is that correct?
1: Yeah, Sars Monster, yeah. John James Wil- Wilkins. Ja- he yeah. just got fired, by the way. I That's not that. good. But you know. the
2: bottom line is that you talk about good things. Um, but keep in mind, folks, uh, Nuts did donate money to Ky- Kyrie Jenner in- to become the youngest billionaire, right? So you no. talk about dumb shit all the time. God, no. He wouldn't We're support Brian Coltage, but he did donate to Kyrie Jenner.
0: Brian Coltage is an <laughs> idiot. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving knew
2: he was a hugger. Brian Coltage <laughs> is
1: an <laughs> idiot. Number
2: two, uh, bullshit from last week. Fucking Froggy ripped me last week, folks, For in week 15 talking about Delvin Cook and how he was number 43 running back going into week 16, and I said he would have a good week. This was Froggy's picks last week, fuck. David Johnson was a not-get-it-up guy. David Johnson went fucking once over 20 points and was outside the top 30 the entire year going against the Rams as a top 10 defense.
0: He was ranked in the top 24.
2: Yeah. Can't help, can't help it, Wiz. He was outside the top 30 overall, buddy. Other things to talk about was CJ Anderson put up 24 points last week.
0: I'll I'll own that one. Good. That was a Robbie fucking win. Robbie Anderson
2: was ranked number twenty four, and number eighteen, both in the top twenty four.
0: Not according to Fantasy Pros, buddy.
2: Number three, Nuts still says that he would not take Derrick Henry in Fuck the no. top thirty in twenty nineteen. Fuck no, Nuts, I don't know what you're talking about in this. He's currently yeah, number sixteen. Running back has one hundred ninety one points. You can have him. That's he has gone over uh, seven weeks do with list. double digits. I mean, would you really? Would you tell our listeners that he is not going to score in the in,
1: outside the top thirty? Yeah, is garbage. Really. He's garbage human. Wow. But, but the big problem going into the last season that they didn't really address going into this season or throughout the course of the season is that the offensive line is a really bad running blo- run blocking offensive line. So so but, um,
2: but I guess my feeling is going into 2019 I expect them to either draft for defense again or draft for offensive we line. I expected them to draft
1: offensive line this year but they didn't touch it.
2: I just don't see how he's not I mean honestly you could I would almost guarantee he's going to finish in the top 20 Again in 2019, you can make that, buddy. <laughs> write that down. It's a
1: bet. Yay! It's your job to write down. Yep. Yeah, come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna wail. Uh mail. We don't have a question today, but this. Bears repeating as many times <laughs> and as loudly as possible. I'm fucking around on Twitter early in the week. When pops up in my notifications, a mention from our boy D-Rock, who's been a loyal listener, asks a lot of questions. Right? Bullfrog, you and D-Rock go back and forth all the time. Sometimes he makes it out of the show, sometimes not. Here's the entirety of the tweet from D-Rock. He says, thanks at YFFTheBullFrog and at DweezNuts for helping me win two championships all because of listening to your amazing podcast. Keep up the kick ass shows. He posted his championship scores. He posted his championship rosters. He won two. D-Rock, we're here for you, buddy. Go tell your friends about us. Maybe not those in your league so you can win again. But uh, appreciate the shout-out, brother.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. Thanks for the shout-out. And, Dweez, did, did you hear him mention
1: uh, Big Wiz in that I show? didn't hear ah, him fuck. mention the Wiz. That's, that's because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oftentimes, oftentimes my tweets about our show have the hashtag WhereIsWiz, and I don't even see that in here. So I thought uh, that was
0: going to be an effort this year it just didn't pan out. Uh? We'll see how what? it goes. You mixture. mentioned early on the season that well, you were, he is
1: locked down. You're in
0: motion of creating a Twitter account. It's like in that. motion! <laughs> he has
1: locked down the Yelp market for us, so we can't give him too much shit. Or something you wanted to tell us? Oh, just on that Derrick Henry
0: talk. Maybe I figured it out already. What happened? Weeks 14, 15, 16, they played three teams that fucking had nothing to play for.
1: Nothing to Jacksonville?
0: Jacksonville was fucking trash barrel by then. The Giants were trash-barreling the Redskins. They were throwing All games. three teams. That's why Derrick Henry got it done. Maybe that's done. part of it. Why, we'll th- see.
2: why isn't Lewis doing anything? We'll
1: see this well, week. Well,
0: now, well, yeah, because he's getting the carries no, now. What's the difference? What? what well, they,
1: were, they were equal he was up until week He was getting carries. They were equal, were they not? When Indianapolis plays Tennessee this week for something, we'll see. It's going to be Derrick Henry. That, that could ago. be
0: a big stock.
2: Riser or,
1: we or faller, week see. seventeen for Derrick
0: Henry.
2: Oh, you're out of your mind. You think it's really something's going to change going into? Do you want to make a bet about 12 his 12 production? Or 30,
0: it's going to change some people's minds. Yeah, that's about how he's has in a going. game that matters. What's the bet you Henry want to make? What's the over under
1: on Derrick Henry's fantasy production?
0: Um,
1: where's the game at? I believe it's in Tennessee. I don't know enough about Indianapolis,
2: but, Correct. but you had some good stats about them before. We were talking about how bad prescott can do about rating zone defenses um i will make a bet for you give me a little bit
1: time to go research
2: some information you can
1: you can do that and we will start looking at and taking some shots. Shots, shots,
2: shots, 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 shots before you start they are about they're in the average
1: Colts defense in general. Colts defense is average. Middle of the road. They, yeah. ha- they um, have come on a lot. From, and they're, they're average now because they were awful in the beginning and they've been a lot better of late. I will take 14 and over. Fantasy points? Yep. Well, that's 80 yards and a touchdown. He
2: doesn't catch the fucking ball. We know
1: that. 14 and a half and you got a deal. 14 and a half. Nope. So we'll it's 14. You, we'll let you stew on that for <laughs> a little while. Let's take some shots. Uh, first up, We'll do the shots from last week, then we'll go two weeks back when with his uh, other involvements. I think he owes us some, we owe him some, that sort of thing. But last week, the two of us were here, Bullfrog. We did our typical were can't we? get it up flex and all of that. Our accountability stats go as follows. I was 57% accurate in my calls, can't get it up flex streamers. What are you drinking? You, sir, set a new record. <laughs> For the lowest percentage ever, <laughs> one right out of seven. That was that Robbie Anderson call. Fourteen <sighs> percent. He's drinking Peachtree D Rock. Just so you know, D Rock knows how we get down. Okay, a- D Rock. And will you mention my other drink of choice tonight? Red's Apple Ale. It's Not. It's Blackberry. Or black oh, Black cherry. cherry Apple Ale. This
0: has been the real key to my um, lack of success. I think over the last. Yeah, and just so you guys <laughs> do know, I did get a a uh, weird YouTube post from these two
2: about Siamese fake Siamese twins that are out. jerking it's each other off. Oh, it it I really suggest you guys do it. Back to the prison plan.
1: It was an amazing amazing so video. Look up Siamese brothers on fucking YouTube. It's yep. a great entertaining video. Ace
2: and Gary folks.
1: Ace <laughs> and Gary. Alright let's let's uh, let's look at Three of the Pink Twins because it's really interesting this week and I just can't wait. Did to you take
2: your shot? Oh
0: yeah. Kind of sweet. Kind of shitty. I don't know
2: if
1: it's accurate. That is three in the pink, two in the stink. You've been asking if it was accurate all year. You are you are 100% welcome to track all these numbers yourself next well, I year. I don't know so. where to... I can't find this on Yelp. But Yeah, Yelp is tough. Yelp is a little... Well, where can school. I find the information? I'll show you. All right, so here's where we are. This was the last week. I'm not going to give all of the uh, final tallies here this time around because we're going to save that to our year in review show. Week 17, in case you're wondering, does not count yeah, in our in three in the pink, two in the stink, because it's a garbage fantasy week, no, week. Nobody cares about it. So I'll just talk about the three of us this week, okay? Three's Nuts, as usual, ends right in the middle between the two of you, plus 39, you pretty like good You like being in the
0: middle of the sandwich, do you?
1: I love being <laughs> in the middle of the sandwich. I like to be the meat or the cheese. Uh, Michael Gallup had a nice week, added a plus 35 to my total. Julio Jones bad week gave me a plus 23, so that puts me uh, right at a plus 39. The Bullfrog over here fucking got it done. Nelson Aguilar helped a whole lot. (laughs) Rashad Penny helped a whole lot. And once again, everybody, everybody played. You got a plus 66. Seven.
3: Woo! Was
1: it enough to bump you out of the bottom spot? We'll have to wait until our year in review oh, show. Yeah. So, who helped him out? That was Nelson Aguilar, Penny, Aguilar game a plus forty, and Cook, Rashad Penny Cook game a plus me thirty-eight. No, Cook
0: was not Evans that great. ended
1: at nine, which is where his ADP was. So you got zero. Crowder yeah. ended at thirty-four, which is where his ADP was. And Cook, and Cook got him a negative eleven. So Crowder actually doing something kind of what helped you out big man. time. He's Crowder's been, been
0: solid since he's been back.
1: Finally, yeah. Uh, big Wiz, in your fight for third place, remember you were going back and forth with the good doctor. In the past couple <gasps> of weeks, you switched spots a few times. I don't know what the fight he's talking about half the time. This week, sir, you ended with a negative three. Ooh. Can you give me some information on that? That would be okay. Royce Freeman fucked you. I negative mean, 29. Did he do anything when Lindsey got hurt? He ended up with two and a half fantasy points and half PPR. So no. you you replaced Carson, uh, you replaced Aaron Jones with Chris Carson. Good play on your part. Ended the running back four, so that was nice. Mm. Mike Williams really fucked you at a negative 30. I think he mm. had 0.5 points. Ooh, one man, catch. For not two yards. for 115. Evans did, n- Evans did nothing. Shady got you just a plus twenty six. <laughs> wasn't nearly enough to make up for the issue uh, of the other two, Royce and Mike Williams. So just a little bit of negative, but it was a negative And who knows? Maybe it hurts you. Is in there your some race
2: foreshadowing here? Third place in my points. What? Is there, some, is there some foreshadowing with my final position in my points?
1: Because it just, says three. Mm-hmm. I, I, we're gonna. You're gonna have to tune in in a couple of weeks to find out exactly. Where everybody finishes, we're gonna find out who wins. Although I'm pretty sure it's locked up, we're gonna find out the prize for the winner, which the big wiz said that he'd donate before the year started. I don't know if he remembers that. There are two guys on this list who have been, who people chose that were kicked out of the league, and they really hurt the people that because that's not an IR. You don't get to replace that. Kareem guy. Hunt, Kareem Hunt was somebody's selection. Yeah. And uh, Josh Gordon was a lot of people's yeah. selection. So, actually, Josh Gordon got a lot of people a lot of points oh, this yeah, week as a 10-foot pole because yeah. he's not in the league. So, we got zero points. Yeah, uh, there was three or four guys that had him. That there. helped. One, one of our players did reach out this week and asked if they had to replace Josh Gordon, which I appreciated, but I told him no. All right. So, that was uh, uh, just a peek, just a little peek into our three in the pink to see how we did in two weeks from today. Our year in review show will come out and we will we will reveal the big winner of the inaugural three in the pink, two in the stink game here. So tune in. Alright, let's look at our studs from last week. I picked Nick Chubb, who we both kind of thought was going to have a huge week, was set up nicely, actually ended as a running back nineteen, really disappointing. He didn't score, which was a big thing. He score he scores a touchdown there, just a big difference. Delvin Cook, your stud player of the week, ended running back twenty-one.
0: He didn't score either. Didn't score I was either. at the fucking game. You were? One of the most boring NFL games I've seen. The so Lions Stephon Diggs jump terrible. up
1: into like two or three rows up into one of the corners of one oh, of the ends. I thought for a second, maybe that's your corner. My because corner. Because you were what, row six? Tenth row up. Woo!
0: My corner was the Rudolph halftime touchdown catch. Nice. We saw it coming right at us. That's awesome. Oh, nice what time. I was going to mention was last week we specifically talked about that Cleveland game with yep. Chubb, and I yep. remember saying, you know, because you were high on Baker I think mm-hmm. and we were like you know I'm afraid that Baker might get phased out of the game if if Chubb gets those early touchdowns. Well yep. what happened was Baker threw for a 1-yard touchdown, Baker threw for a 3-yard touchdown. Those went he didn't Chubb end up got, with that many yards Baker yeah. didn't, but he did have what two or three touchdowns and Chubb got fucking robbed on him cuz yeah, Baker got the short yardage <laughs> passing touchdowns. And then You know, we're sitting could have been my
1: day with Chubb there, but
0: we're sitting there. We're sitting there at the fucking Lions game. You know, I'm watching it. It was in the second half. Rudolph had already had the fucking Hail Mary halftime score. My wife's sitting right next to me. The Vikings got it. First and goal at the four. I said, Jess, they're gonna fucking because I she knew Cook was my guy. She knew I was all in on Cook. I've been talking about it. I was like, Jess. They're going to fucking play action it to Rudolph. Rudolph's going to score a second touchdown right here. What do they do? Yep. Play action to fucking Cook. Touchdown to Rudolph. Just like that. They fucking just... Didn't they have two catches? They're just, like 10, they're just ten catches, two TDs? Oh, he had a fucking yeah. game of his fucking year. Game of his life, probably.
2: I will say this. I, I thought your pick was a little better because of that reason. of the set up.
1: How bad Cincinnati It really was set is. up beautifully.
0: This is for, for Chubb. I'll say this.
1: Um, I, I watched a lot of football with you this year, Bullfrog and more than anybody i i know you call plays like you, you you call a play and it happens exactly like you called it and thanks, you're buddy. probably right 80% of the time you say it thanks buddy It's Wait, pretty 14% impressive. or or 80 or 8 80 Eight or four? 8-E, eight? buddy? He's he's on it, man. He could. Play, you gotta come watch. Place
2: Since when? <laughs> I, look at these numbers. I got our
1: bets. <laughs> Hey, live play game. You
2: know, all <laughs> oh, like you gotta
1: do is leave your house on Sunday. I can't maybe. predict
0: the whole thing, but one play.
2: How do you think I come with all these good numbers? Not from fucking watching bad games with you guys. Yeah, we watch all the
0: games. I think my favorite call was the AJ Green touchdown. Yeah, remember that one? I don't. We're I'm sitting sure here. It was great. Though. You know, and they what? were on like the forty, the opposing forty. I said, hey. It's a perfect time for an AJ Green touchdown bomb. Will happen?
1: AJ Green touchdown Bang. bomb, just like that. All right, let's look at our daily from last week. I teased it earlier. The good doctor wins again. That's two weeks in a row. He put up a 150 on us, 126 for the Whiz, 125 for Bullfrog. Dudes, nuts loses with a lowly 99. The big dogs that got it done. For him, uh, well, he had an Aaron Rodgers, oh, Devontae Adams huge. stack. Rodgers ran in like three touchdowns. something stupid. Two two, Rodgers was
2: terrible until, what, the second half of the uh, game, and they fucking went off. Went, and they went to overtime, got an extra off. fucking
0: point. He said he didn't want to let his team down. He and the two-point conversion at
1: the end there. Oh, it was ugly. 43 points yeah. out of Rodgers for the The other big, big stud for uh, for the doctor this week was Chris Carson in the flex. Not the only one who picked him. One of the two of you picked him in the I flex did. as well. Uh, Dallas Cowboys defense got him fourteen, but it was really that Aaron Rodgers thing that put him over the mark. And look, if you won, if you won, GPP is that what it's called? Yeah. If you won a GPP this week, Aaron Rodgers was your quarterback. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so kudos to him. You'll hear from him later in the show. He's going to call in, give us his daily advice, help you win some money this week. I don't, I don't think he could beat us again, can he? Will you guys do anything besides peach tree schnapps? Yeah, bring me some. You want me to take that cabin fever? Oh, I took
2: yeah. a cabin fever. Oh, days.
0: yeah. I think it was like one of my first episodes. The fuck most fucked up I've been over here the whole fucking season was when we were hitting fireball. We were fucking taking shots of fireball into air hockey if someone scored a goal. Someone, oh, yeah. <laughs> remember, remember that? Yeah. What was that? Very. Was mad mad at I think I did like eight or nine shots of fireball that in a row. And then I drove home, and i was surprised <laughs> I didn't hit mailboxes because it was that. Kind. And then I it's lived, a long drive. I only live a quarter mile
1: away. That yeah. was a bad night there. That's how you live your life, brother? You guys remember that night? I do. Yeah, it's a great night. Hey, uh, we made one bet last week. That was that was you and me head to head for like what was it? What what were we playing for? Third place. Is that right? We did play each other for third place.
3: Yeah, and in, you uh, fucking annihilated in the my team. League, yeah.
1: My team that fell apart and lost all its pieces in the semis. I should have won that semifinal matchup, and I should have won the championship, but you destroyed me. So I'll take a shot for that, because when we play head-to-head, that's how it goes. Hang on. <clears throat> Oof. Kevin, <Cabin> fever. <laughs> 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 it's so bad. <laughs> it's so okay. good. Is it gone now? No. There You're be a half left
0: in there. Yeah, it's your half. You're going to finish it out, dude. Holy fuck. Oh do, <laughs> do I have to do another
1: shot? We have a couple of carryover you do.
2: You picked Anthony Fersker, so
1: we have a couple of carryover shots from last week that we put on it hold like because the Wiz scotch. wasn't here with us. Last week our studs were as follows I had Joe Mixit ended running back five. Bullfrog had that. Todd Gurley ended running back two, and the Big Wiz took Big Zeke, ended running back nineteen that week. So there's one shot for you, sir. I would have taken girly, but yeah, Zeke
2: would fucking fell flat in his face. That was against the Colts. Yeah. Again, I did not understand that game at all.
0: Is that the game they got shut out on? Yeah, fucking a. Uh, again. I don't, that understand, a weird, that that a I don't understand that game either. Nah. I don't understand that game. That's an NFL anomaly.
1: Sure. Uh, we had some bets <laughs> from two weeks ago. The Bullfrog loses two. got going to take another one. What? Uh, Both to <laughs> Uh The first one was about Derrick Henry.
0: I thought I did these shots last week. Uh-uh, I was oh. nine point over under. five shots last
1: week. Wiz took over. <laughs> that was for these. Bullfrog took under. Fuck. Get it, buddy. That's your half of cabin fever.
2: <laughs> you said Harry would go under nine point, oh, dude. He had
0: 29
1: and a half on the week. Oh, wow. Because Dweeznuts Nuts and uh, the big Wiz here love, love to make shitty tight end bets. That's bad. We made a Vernon Davis bet. 37 and a half receiving yards. He ended at 16. Like
0: China, so I it that one. You. like you think it's gonna taste good, and then it just <laughs> fucking tastes terrible. Not that
1: bad taste lasts forever. <clears throat> Finally, the whiz and bullfrog once again made a bet on a tight end. Anthony, I i would wager a guess to say that over the last That's our six weeks, number one bet, tight end. like at least half of our bets have been tight end bets. This is getting ridiculous. Well, it's because you guys
2: like to pick terrible tight ends and I like to t- tell you how bad your tight ends We are. might
1: ban tight end talk next I season I thought that was altogether. a good idea because it's really impossible to understand it. Especially
2: when there's three good tight ends in the whole
1: league. We had over under five targets for Anthony Perkser last week. Bullfrog took the over and Perkser had zero targets. <laughs> so you can take that shot. Daily Deep Throat. Today, this week, for what, the second week in a row? The Good Doctor takes down the daily tournament between the four of us. It's embarrassing for us all, but you now get to hear him tell you. If you listened last week, you might have won something. Maybe he can do it for you again this week. Good Doctor, you there?
3: I am here. And you know, I have to say, it feels really good to take money from you guys. Yeah. So we're going to keep
1: it up. It's like a dollar. Don't don't blow your lot load off of it, buddy. Come on now. <laughs> last week you did it's say if you want a couple more weeks, then you would get... You would get some uh, wife sex, though, so we're trying to help you out.
3: That's right, yeah. So I, I'm, I, I'm going to give three. I'm looking at three names this week that really stand out to me because it's a, I don't know, this week, week 17 divisional game. You never know with those and with so many people, you know, who's going to play a whole game or whatever, depending on event, uh, scores or what the team wants with playoff positioning or whatever. I'm looking at three names. I'm going to start with Tony Michelle. Uh, I've been a big fan of him all year, uh, but I think, uh, especially since he's come off his injury, they've been feeding him the rock a lot. They're playing the Jets, the Jets duck. Uh, dom- and then they played like four weeks ago, and Sony Michelle dominated them. And uh, Tom Brady's not been his sharpest the last couple weeks. I would- wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of the running game in that game. And uh, he's going to get your points for a pretty reasonable price, I think, for
1: this week. Okay. Not too bad. close else
3: Uh I'm also looking at Doug Baldwin because Arizona again also stuck. Seattle's Seattle has a big game this week because if they lose they have to go to Chicago but if they win they can play a uh, first round home game. I think that's a big deal. Um, I mean, last week in the slot they gave up a ton of yards to Robert Wood. Doug Baldwin getting a lot of targets. Has a lot of trust. And... Uh, uh, yeah, from Russell Wilson, I think he'll uh, he's also going to put up a bunch of points, and then finally, he's costly this week, but I think he's going to pay off. I'm going for my tight end with Zach Ertz. Mm. Again, this is a uh, this is a do or die game for Philadelphia. They're going to put it all out, and I mean, I think he got something like 16 targets last week. I mean, he gets fed an insane amount, and I just don't see Washington really stopping it that much. Uh, their offense. So the defense is going to be on the field a lot. So I, I would, I, I mean, he's going to get another boatload of targets, and if he gets a touchdown or two, he's going to pay dividends, and especially even with that pretty high uh, price tag for a tight end. So those are the three guys I'm, I'm aiming at. Uh, I think they're going to do a lot of damage this week and try to fill uh, the rest of, maybe the rest of your roster out with some uh, some uh, cheap flyers you think might have a big game and a really kind of weird end of the season week.
0: Hey, good doctor. Daily expert, you know what you call that? You call that your core. That's your core build, right there, buddy. Just so you know. Man, Is there anyone right. you are avoiding this week? Is
3: there anyone I'm avoiding? Oh, you know, I, 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 see, I feel like there's a lot of these these big name guys um, that are that are in games that are they don't you know they're not going to be at you know the whole game um, you know but. I don't know, I see some games, maybe uh, you look at some of the Saints, I mean, Bridgewater starting, maybe Kamara gets like two series, you know, so technically he's starting, but it's not, he's not going to be on the field long enough to, uh, you know, really be fantasy relevant, and then there's I would look at games and see who has really something to play for, if they don't have anything to play for, I mean... Even if they are starting, they're going to be on the bench by halftime, if that. So, I, I mean, they, I'm looking at this week, really focusing on who has something to play for, and that because that's when you're going to the players who are big on those teams are going to get a lot of opportunity, and that's uh, beating the dead horse now. But that's all all it counts.
1: Yeah, it's good advice. This is week 17. Everybody hates week 17 for fantasy football for just that reason. You got to avoid those teams. We already heard uh, CMC is going to sit, Gurley is going to sit, things like this. So, not bad advice. Good doctor. Go fuck your wife. Have fun doing it, and uh, we'll see you when you get back to town. Okay.
3: Sounds great. You all suck. Have a
1: great weekend. <laughs> Later. Are
0: you one of one of the docs called? You, you don't like, like the docs call? Just the Doug Baldwin pick. Okay. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. That's terrible. I mean, the game script says, you know, why is Doug Baldwin going to have to be heavily involved in this game? I think this is a Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. Fucking just ground and pound type game. Use your defense. You know, maybe Baldwin picks up an early touchdown, but I don't. It's Are they not a game. Arizona? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a game where they're going to have to feature their their fucking passing game. I just see it as like a fucking ground and pound and defensive game. But again, I'm usually wrong on that shit, so I could be wrong yeah, again. I agree with you on that one. I thought that was a good
2: a good analysis. I I agree with you. Chris Carson should have a phenomenal. week. Arizona's one of the <laughs> worst performing uh, running defenses in the league. Um and I Baldwin's been so
0: inconsistent. Stay away from him. Again, I've been really focusing on wide receivers in negative game script matchups where you think they're going to be losing, and you have a good quarterback. Or so I just you know obviously Russell is a good Baldwin's quarterback, going for... but he didn't. He didn't say. I can find out for it's you. If Baldwin's honest. going to think anything more than fifty eight hundred
2: dollars, that there no, that's a bad idea. Fifty eight. He's more than fifty
1: eight hundred. Oh, no, stay away from him. Uh, Baldwin, sixty-seven. I recognize that we all lost to this kid twice, so I'm going to pick his entire core and just build my team. I hope you do. And I'm going to do it on Tuesday. Don't do it. Do it. Uh, All right, so we're going to do a couple of different things here for you. We're not going to talk about this week coming up because nobody gives a shit. Uh, Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to take a couple of guys each, at least two of us are, and we're going to say, hey, as of right now, here's two guys coming out of 2018 that we really like. For 2019 that will likely be in the top of our target to get maybe high value guys in our drafts next year. Probably going to be ranked a little bit higher than you might see elsewhere because we really like their situation. Whatever it is about them that we like, we like the potential for value for them. Uh, And then we're going to do the exact opposite for two guys we think are going to be valued too high. We're not really interested in having them on a team because for whatever reason we don't think their situation again uh, or their skill level or whatever is really conducive to another big fantasy week. Do you want to start us off with something somebody with? Um yeah, you and I have the same guy in opposite ends of the
2: spectrum here. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Who uh, is it? It is David Johnson. You are you want to target him in 2019 and I want to fucking avoid him in 2019. I want to talk about that a little bit because going back to what we talked about early in the year, we said you said and I agree with you, talents-wise, he is a great a great option, lots of talent. Mm-hmm. But from what we saw this year, his team is that bad, and, and we talked about it earlier, on running backs on bad teams don't produce enough
1: points. So my question to you is this. Do we expect this team to be better or worse next year? Uh, same. They're going to fire their fucking coach. Josh Rosen
2: did not progress like he, he he should have, and their offensive line fucking sucks. The only guy they're going to actually get better is their fucking center.
1: A big Right, so a big part of the reason the offensive line was bad is because injury. To Shipley. So he comes back. The defense is getting a little bit better. Where? Um, you, you have to assume Byron Leftwich is at least going to be given a chance to continue to call sure. plays. Sure. And here's the thing. Really fucking bad offense. Switched quarterbacks to a rookie who never started, who's been playing just garbage all year. And David Johnson ended in half-point PPR, yeah. running back 12.
2: Yeah, and I, I played full PPR, number 13. So, in, I mean, like he at the In he's my, right top in my
1: expectation here... Full in the, PPR, number 9. There nah. That's right here, buddy. My expectation here is that David Johnson is going to be one of these guys that is written off a little bit. So, so I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think David Johnson is going to be a top five running back next year. Uh, just good point. Is willy pay attention to him. What I'm thinking is, I, I think people in your league, we talked about earlier, so many running backs that came on this year. I think he's going to be undervalued about and forgotten about. No, he might be one of these guys that can get beginning a third round, and he he absolutely will end if at we, least top if we twelve. I
2: check for a second here.
1: Yeah, where does Fournette go? Then, see, I hate Fournette. I know you do. But, right. I didn't put him in P- here, put, but he's put, one of my avoids.
2: Put, put, put your emotions. On. I mean, like, he, put, he was he put up seventeen points per game in in twenty seventeen, and he had a really bad year, in super bad year. Let, Fournette's look, gonna
0: drop down the boards on him. He's lot gonna of drop guys. down a lot so of the round boards. Five, a round six. lot of guys are gonna no say a lot of guys aren't gonna touch on. him with a ten foot pole. Well,
2: well would you take him as your running back number two?
0: No, I won't. What well, would you take him as?
1: I would a take him third as a flex, flex option, back option three. Or flex, yeah. Which is round five or six. I'd take him around there. But see to one, me, one, to me, one like, is because you don't know their quarterback situation. You're very, very you good. don't know their coaching situation. All right. And he's an injury risk.
0: He's as high as of injury risk of running backs as you can get.
1: I think well, was hey, said it was idiot. a 70% chance he'd re yeah, I mean, the only he's game you actually game. would produce points that kicked out of the game. Um, I, I,
2: find him to be very similar to Derek Henry. Okay. So to me, like, it, it, it actually doesn't, I, and I think Henry's a lot, or, uh, Fournette's a lot more talented running back, a lot faster. Um, but it, it, it really revolves around that, that, de- that defense and in them wi- willing to commit to that run. Here's what I and see. And if they don't do that, then, then he's a lost
0: cause. Sure. Here's what I see with David Johnson is like you said, I think this is about as bad as it gets and yeah. he was a top 10 fucking player. Two, yeah. And this is as bad as it gets for him. It's got it, it, Like I don't see how it could get, get worse, worse, right? But he still finished a top 10 he proved, he proved, he proved to be durable.
1: You know, he had his injury season, he's he's played every and fucking if, game. If you look beyond just where he finished, right? In the first 5 games of the year, he was running back 31 oh, terrible, terrible. So that top 12 comes because the second half of the year, even though this team was really bad, he was managing to score touch. He wasn't breaking away and making a lot of big rushes, but he was managing to score touchdowns. He was managing to find ways to score fantasy points for his team. They were still giving him the opportunity in the red zone. So in second half of the year, if he ended top 12, in the first five games he was running back 36, you know, he was better than top 12. Oh, so, so, so Miley, he's, a, he's number 13, and that's full point
2: PPR. My question is, when we talk about, like, you said Fournette, he's, he's, he's a number three running back. I, I, I like David Johnson. I don't like that fucking team.
0: Right. Well, honestly, like, my next year's draft, those two guys would be very low as far as, like, wow, I'm, I'm gonna take a Damian Williams because he's on a fucking high scoring offense over those two guys. What, what, so,
2: so so, wow. so, so if you have the number 12 pick, would you take Damian Williams over David Johnson?
0: And not at number 12, no. I didn't say that high. I'm just saying, like, say third round. These guys, all three of these guys are available. Third. Let's round. say
1: you're the yeah. You're, let's say you're I've got I've got a
0: stud running back already. First maybe two, a, maybe a stud receiver. Top three picks in at this third point. Round. I'm gonna start leaning towards high scoring offensive teams. And <laughs> right now, David Johnson and uh, Leonard Fournette might not be on those types of teams, where Damian Williams and, is. And you are 100%
2: correct in that. Both those both those
1: guys are actually bad offenses. So my. So my whole reason for putting him on our target list is that I think third round is going to be re- a reasonable place that you could snag a David Johnson as a running back, too. And he's one of those guys that you can get that's going to be ranked outside of top 12 to start the year that has a, every fucking chance in the world to end inside the top eight. And that's th- those guys aren't super easy to come by, sure. especially with the amount of talent on good teams in running backs next year.
2: Yeah, I guess my argument is that I wouldn't draft. Don't don't expect him to draft him as like number one. Don't expect him to draft him as a very top number two. Yeah, you know I drafted uh, Fournette and N.A. Lee. I drafted Fournette and Cooks as, as basically back to back running backs, and they were fucking terrible. And those guys are like, swing in that in that that later half of the first round, the second early second round swing that swing position. David Johnson, in my mind, he's a good number, late second round or early third round. Don't
1: take him in that position. Sure. All right, I got another target here running back uh, I'll mention here. This is Aaron Jones, and this is a lot for the same reason. We know that Aaron Jones is supremely talented. We know that the team, he works in the team's scheme. Yeah, they'll have a new coach, whatever, but Green Bay is still going to be Green Bay uh, coming out of this, the coaching change, whatever it is. Um, I think he's going to be undervalued because, look, he missed a bunch of games to begin the year. Even when he came back, it took a while for him to get the nod. And he's been out on the IR for a handful of weeks. Not for a super serious injury, right? He's just got the is sprained MCL. That's his injury, right? That's the mixing injury he missed, what, two weeks? Came and back. Melvin Gordon. He Mixon. was fine. <clears throat> Everybody had the sprained MCL this week. So it's not like this injury is going to hamper him going into next year. But since he missed the last few weeks and he was put on the IR at the very end of the season, I think he might be a guy that goes undervalued as well. Somebody that you might be able to get in the second round. And Aaron Jones... You know, if you're tail end of the first round and you're looking for a running back one, he's going to be a border. I think he's going to be a borderline running back one next year. I think he's a borderline number two, personally. Yeah. Borderline two. Yeah. Okay.
2: I mean, I, I, I like Aaron Jones a lot. I agree with most of what you said. The only thing that, that interests me a lot this year is that Jamal Williams actually, they say he's a better pass blocker, I and mean, he actually ran the
0: ball decently. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and he's a high-scoring offense, so that's a that's definitely a, bonus, a plus for him. Uh yeah, I I'm not I'm not a first round high on him at this point. Uh maybe a running back too. So before but you Again, a lot of time to a lot of time and a lot of movements are going to happen between now and, you know, draft time.
2: Yeah, I think there'll be a lot more chatter about uh, David Johnson. We're talking about first, and there'll be like Aaron Jones in that position yeah, personally. Yeah. Um I, before you get to your who you're going to avoid, let's start with mine who I want to target One's Marlon Mack. Ooh, okay. Um, the reason I like Marlon Mack a lot is, one, he still has Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck is actually, he, we he's proven this entire year that he he is back, he can throw the ball over the place. What like best about him is that his fucking offensive line is phenomenal, and Quentin Nelson is probably going to be the best guard in the NFL. That love the guy me. that
1: bulldozes over there.
2: Yeah, the guy that screams at people and fucking runs them
0: over.
1: <laughs> love you, Notre Dame boys. Any thoughts on that one? No, yeah, I, don't disagree. I, mean, I, like
0: I I think it's another—you know—it's another offense that's proven to score points. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line has improved a lot, and I do like the fact that I think Andrew Luck has, like, for a quarterback in the NFL, one of the smaller egos.
2: Well, his injury has as far, helped a lot. I well, think. as
0: far as like he doesn't care. Like, I don't care He's if I Aaron throw a Rogers. touchdown, just. Just let's fucking score. Yeah, let if, if the best play is to hand it to Marlon Mack from one yard or four, we'll then let's fucking score. I don't care. I want to score and win. And that's what I like about having a running back on a team with, like, Andrew Luck. Like he just wants to win. You know, he's been through the bullshit. He just wants to win. He doesn't have to throw for four touchdowns. He just wants to win. Well, and I can appreciate that out of a quarterback. The other thing I like about Mack is, is Hilton's a pretty – Hilton's a good receiver. He's not a great receiver. No, Hilton's not a red zone guy. He He's is. not so a red yeah, zone guy, right. Ebron's shown to be a little bit more of a red sure. zone guy, but I like the but Mac the pick. I don't know. Mac's one of those weird guys. Like, I don't really have a big feel either way for Mac. He's only been away two yeah, years. And I've, v- never v- very around. I've never owned him anywhere. Correct. I've never really played him in daily very much. It's like one of those guys that I just,
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So Marlon Mack, if you remember last offseason, I was really high on Marlon Yeah, Mack. you were. You drafted him in, what, third round in one of our... Uh, but... But he got, he got hurt, right? So he missed time. Missed and, a ton of time! And then Hines came in and was doing work. Jordan Wilkins was doing okay to begin, begin the season. Um, so there was always that concern that like, is he gonna get the work? Matt we ta- didn't we talked do about shit like week eight. We talked about this, uh, as well, right? Running backs with the Colts, with and behind Andrew Luck, don't perform for fantasy. But Matt came in and proved us all wrong, scoring, you know, he had multiple, multiple touchdown games. He's scoring touchdowns, you know, um, I forget
2: the stat here, but I think it was the first running back over to average over 100 yards in games they played since Edgerrin
1: James for the Colts. For the Colts, yeah. yes. that was very impressive. But uh, yeah, I like Marlon Mack a lot. I think he's. I think he was a – So where? Even you... th- I liked him coming into the year, but I was still surprised at. I'm still surprised at how much he's used and how much he's he's doing with so the. let tell listeners where do you think he's going to go? What do I think? I think he's going to go. I think he'll go later. Right, because there's still that uncertainty. Running back number two or Colts three. Running back. I think he'll third, probably, fourth round. I think he'll probably go. He's probably a fourth round guy where he's going to end up going. So a, a, a late running back two. Now, question for you is: Would you prefer him or like an Aaron Jones, who are probably going to be looking around the same tier on a lot of people's? I would initially tell you like a year ago, I would tell you Aaron Jones.
2: After now, I would go Mac. You got a wide receiver that you like, speaking of wide receivers. I, I'm going to go deep here, and I like Dante Pettis. Talk about that 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 off, that offense. Oh, earlier, um... I do like Dante Pettis. I'm not joking off to him fucking, like, both right now. he might be gay, too, so
0: you really like... Your pants
2: ass. are fucking down fucking that is my pants right now. might be right? Gay,
0: right? He might be. Why is he gay? I, I mean, don't... he's like pink hair, and he's really feminine if you talk, if you listen to him talk. And he worse Have than you? you to
2: him does does a lot of wrist no, stuff. No, okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, but I like the fact that he plays with Garoppolo. You do like it, don't you? I like the fact that he's San Francisco. I, I have got. I,
1: I think most games oh, you per, like per San Francisco capita. The you mean that he will play with Garoppolo. He has not played with Garoppolo yet. Yes, <laughs> he yet. did. Preseason, preseason too. Yes, yeah. and 2,
2: Maybe yeah. when, when Garoppolo was there and playing, Um Garoppolo's gonna be back again. When Garoppolo was playing, I think they finished in the top five points per game when Garoppolo was there in, t- in the end of 2017. Obviously, I don't think that same thing happened in early 2018. But I like Pettis. What we what we learned from Pettis is that. The game is not too fast for him. From I mean, a rookie receiver standpoint, he is—he is, he can play with anyone. And
1: to your credit, that is a statement you made the first time he saw yep. playing time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've it been a pedestal like, all season. Doesn't buddy. look like the game was mm-hmm. good too good fast for, for him, and it—it's—it it panned out. I mean, he looks good. But but but. Two more to that is Garcon's gone, mm-hmm.
2: and and Goodwin's a good receiver, but he's a track star. more of a one-trick pony. Yeah, yeah,
0: one-trick pony. I mean, that's what I'm telling you, I am tell you. And Kittle. Whew, He's going to get a lot of attention next I think, year, boy. I think that's, gonna get that's the only
2: spot that can actually take points from him is Kittle. Because Kittle's a good
1: fucking tight end. Yeah. The question is when Garoppolo comes back, does Kittle get the right. same amount of work, right? Because right, right now, no. Mullins, all Mullins does is look at Kittle.
2: Yeah, but no, Kill, but I mean, like, honestly, you, you, is Kill going to fall outside the top five tight no. end
0: yeah. He should not. He should not because he's He's skilled. not going to get the same amount, but still he's going to get a lot. Yeah.
1: It doesn't take much to stay in the top five tight <laughs> end. Yeah, exactly. Because right. right. well, if you get a number four, <laughs> you're good. All right, um, <clears throat> let's look at guys we don't like. I'll start. I'll give you a running back, and this is Chris Carson, who, to be totally fair to Chris Carson, has been great this year. Yes, yes. thousand yards, right? Eight touchdowns. Um, they they have. This is a team that has run the ball more than any other team in the league. And Chris Carson is the guy that's doing it whenever he's healthy and doing it successfully. He runs hard. He's fun to watch because he runs like a fucking maniac, unlike Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's the exact opposite runner as Derrick Henry. Um, but, and both of you have made this comment to me in the last week. This is a run, a, a running offense that like. How do you fucking trust any of these guys? Because over the past couple of years, this has been a revolving door. And even even this year a couple of times when Carson's healthy, for whatever reason, Rashad Penny came in and took more, more runs away from him. And let's not forget how high Rashad Penny was drafted yeah, by this round. team. Right? So Penny comes back next year. He's healthy again. There's no... There's no confidence that Chris Carson is going to continue to get 22, 25 carries that he's been getting all year this year and performing with. So I'm not saying anything against this kid. Talent-wise, he's very good at the position. But my my, my concern is situational. Yeah, offensive line is actually
2: improving. The yeah. offensive line is doing good.
1: The defense actually looks good. But
2: but I'm I I agree with you on this. In in Penny, when Penny plays and is healthy, he looks good
1: too. Better and better as he is. Yeah, I mean on. I think your point is percent taken is that you don't know who to trust in this position. That's right. And and to get Chris Carson next year, to be let's be honest, he's gonna be one of these tier two running backs in a lot of people's rankings <sighs> because he did he did it this year. Every chance he got, he did it this year. Yep. So there's no reason there's no reason to doubt the talent of the player. People are gonna be valuing valuing him high. You just cannot draft a running back two that you don't know is going to be the starting running back on this. Was we'll his with a receiver that you're desperately avoiding next year. Yeah, I just don't trust
2: anyone on that fucking Patriots team right now as as a receiver. That's not a, that's not that, that's not unique or anything. But but who I really don't like here is Edelman, and Edelman I think is actually currently a top fifteen receiver again for 2018 after missing the first four weeks of the season. Um, Tom Brady's fallen out of the top ten from a quarterback standpoint. You and I looked up this yesterday. Yep. Yep. Um, we we're both surprised. I wasn't. You were that he was outside. I think he was number twelve or thirteen. Um, I just don't have a lot of faith in Edelman. I think that teams changing. They're, they're they're dropping off more again. Going back to the running game, um, I don't like Edelman. And I I think if you could get him as your as your fourth receiver, it's a good option. Well, don't not,
1: expect anything more. Let's not forget he's thirty two years old now. Yeah, he will he will be thirty three years old. Next season, Mm. that's up there for a receiver for a little little white slot receiver who's been knocked around a lot and injured here recently enough. Um, So and
0: and can't take the roids
1: anymore, right? Because he got caught. So I like I I like the kid. I like Edelman, but in in a in a perfect situation, don't don't. So this year this this year was I think the only time in the last in his career that I've owned Edelman. That's because I drafted him in like the thirteenth round because nobody wanted him. That was. That was where you get him. If you can get him in a 10th round next, you're fine. But, but even the ceiling of, of Edelman has gone way It's gone way now. to Absolutely. Well, oh, I think the, the decline of Gronk has hurt Edelman as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last guy here that we're avoiding. This is a wide receiver, and I've got him. We we'll talked about this before the show. Without knowing who I had in here, Wiz said, if you guys devalue this guy, you're idiots. It's Odell Beckham Jr. Let me tell you why. Um, first off, Odell Beckham Jr. Is, is going to be drafted as a top... <clears throat> Four receiver next year because he's Odell Beckham Jr. Um, But some facts are: look, in his five seasons, he's only played 16 games one time. Okay, Um, he's hurt again now. He's always one of these guys where you know the the injury doesn't look like it's that bad, but then it lasts three, four weeks. He doesn't play
0: through it. He doesn't play. He doesn't play. Uh, Is
1: that because of of the environment they're currently in? Well, maybe
0: this season, probably. Maybe.
1: Um, we talked about just last night, you know, Shermer did finally find a way to get this offense going. And we expect, we expect that offense to be better coming into next season because finally he's, and he's, he's a great coach. Yep. Um, but we don't know what's going to happen with Eli Manning next year. Will he be back? We don't know if he's going to come back. Even if he does come back, yes, he threw 4,000 yards this year, but he's bad at football at (laughs) this point in his life. Um, but I mean, to the point is, I'll be honest with you. Eli was terrible
2: the first nine weeks of the Bad. season. Yes, he's actually been a usable quarterback since week ten
0: and I. I mean, f- until those shutouts. Yeah, laps. I, I think Eli's sales. turned into a matchup quarterback, like 100%. a, a hundred percent streamer. But that doesn't help Odell, you know, on a week-to-week basis. If if Eli's only good because they're playing against shitty defenses. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I agree with what you've said. Or I mean, your, your points accurate. One, one is kind of inconsistent. But the fact of the matter is this: is that you can't take him out of a, as a wide receiver number one.
1: No, I, and I'm not necessarily saying that, but but understand, like, the, the two things that will always keep him wide receiver one is that he gets targeted so much, right? He gets targeted so much, and he catches the ball. Um, however, in the past couple of years, I know last year he didn't partly play, but um, he, he didn't score the touchdowns this year. It took him a long time to get any, and without those touch, without the 12, 14 touchdowns he had each of his first few years... Yeah hurts a lot. His yak went from like eight point something to three this year, which is garbage, right? And that yeah. has a lot to do with Eli Manning, right? It has a lot to do with the offense in general. Being the offensive line being terrible. Yeah, yes, but but that's a that's a big fucking sure. deal, right? This is a kid that historically runs a slant route and takes it for sixty yards. Okay? Slant route or right runs a streak and those are the two yeah. routes that he runs and that's it. Um, if you take away the slant route that goes for eighty, all of a sudden you you lose half his touchdowns. Guess what? His touchdown count went cut in half this year, as his yak cut in half this year. Yeah, the, oh, that's yeah, a concern. My argument to you is this: is that
2: Schirmer did phenomenal job. At, and again, call, call me naive, but Schirmer did a pretty good job in fucking in Minnesota in twenty in twenty seventeen. For where, sure, where fucking he took Case Keenum, who's a pretty average quarterback, similar to Eli Manning. Yeah. Um, and he put up phenomenal, phenomenal numbers on receivers that are not nearly talented to the same that ODB is.
1: That is correct.
0: Yeah, a couple a couple points you get. And Dweez Nuts, you brought up a great point on his touchdowns. I mean, we talk, we, we brought up a stat early on in the season. I think it was Antonio Brown had the most like 80-yard-plus touchdowns in the last three seasons. Who was number two?
3: Yeah, ODB. And I gave you guys yeah. that
0: question. It was Odell Beckham Jr. How many of those touchdowns did he have this year? Zero. Yeah. You know, he didn't have any long touchdowns this year. His touchdowns were coming from one, three, five yards. Cause, oh, cause Eli was just force feeding the fucker. Well, because the offense line is that bad and he has to get rid of the ball that fast. But Yeah, exactly. So here's the second point. And you know, two years ago, three years ago, when he was scoring these fucking three touchdowns games, because they were losing, but their offense was still good enough to give Eli yeah. time to fucking chuck it downfield. This year, in a game where they were losing, he didn't have two seconds mm-hmm. to fucking draw back but, and make a pass. But here's the question to both of you guys.
2: I expect Schumer to change that. He, you know, he cut one fucking offensive lineman in the middle of the fucking year. I expect him to draft an offensive lineman here. Sure. Their team's fucking terrible. I expect him to sign someone and fucking draft someone. That offensive line yeah, I mean, isn't that
1: hard to fucking. Right. If they upgrade shift. two or three spots, then maybe you start thinking a little differently. But yeah. one last thing we wanna do. I wanna take a look really quickly. The playoff scene. You know, some of these some of the seeds have yet to be decided. Um, there's some games that are legit, straight up play in games, win, and you're in. Um, so I'm going to look at this with you for a minute, make some predictions about who's going to win what games, how this playoff uh, race is going to go, and who's going to end up in the Super Bowl, who's going to win the Super Bowl. Bullfrog and I did this to begin the season prior to the beginning of the season. Um, I want to do it now with you, Wiz. Now that we're right here in we did the, pick uh, we we each, we each took AFC and NFC teams. I I I I put out the entire bracket. Go ahead, and we'll discuss your picks. All right, here's some things I think, right? We know that the Saints are the number one seed. Yep. That's done. Yep, done. Uh, right now, the Rams have to win in order to maintain the number two seed. If the Rams lose and the Bears win, the Bears get that number two seed, which will be great. But I see uh, the Rams are going to beat San Francisco this week, and the Bears are going to beat the Vikings. So it's going to go it's going to go Saints, Rams, Bears, and Dallas is already locked in the fourth. seed. I think the yeah. number
2: two... Uh, that, that game with L.A. versus San Fran will be actually a lot closer than everyone else thinks. My concern is that I don't know if the Bears can beat
1: Minnesota up in Minneapolis. They're an underdog. Four and a half point yeah. underdog. It's going to happen. The, unfortunately, if they lose, they will be playing Minnesota again next week. Who? <laughs> It'll be in Chicago. It'll <laughs> in Chicago. Um, I, yeah. What's your Kirk Cousins step you talked about last night? Kirk Cousins playing in the last two seasons. Playing against teams coming to him with a winning record is one eight and one. So Kirk Cousins, like Andy Reid, can't beat winning teams. Yeah,
2: I think that's that's very interesting to me. I, I think uh, Minnesota's defense. I think they they lead league in sacks overall, um, which is kind of terrifies me a little bit with Mitchell being being a, a, a rookie quarterback, quote unquote. Um, I'm just not sure that the uh, Mitch Nagy.
1: Offense can actually put up enough points. to, to beat I know. Them. I know you don't love Nagy, but um, when you say the Minnesota defense leads the leagues in sacks, you know what that tells me? It's going to be a big Tariq Cohen game. I watch yeah. Tariq Cohen go off on short little uh, just outlet routes, not even screen passes. Outlet routes it, to avoid sacks.
2: It, no, that, that that that's a smart play. Is hey, when you have a good rush, dump the ball off quickly, get rid of the ball. Yeah. I'm not sure if we see seen enough of Mitchell Trubisky to understand that that's what he's going to do. I don't know that yet.
1: Nagy can talk to him until there's 15 seconds left on that clock. You can tell him to dump it off. That's fine. Uh, so, look, I got I got Chicago beating Minnesota. That means Ten. Minnesota's out of the playoffs. Philadelphia's going to beat Washington. That means they're the sixth seed, and they get to play in Chicago in the first round. Dallas will be playing. Seattle and Seattle. Beats Arizona for the fifth seed. A uh, couple of little, I think Seattle will beat Dallas in that game because I think Seattle's playing better right now than Dallas is coming off of a couple of pretty weak games. I think Chicago wins that game because um, in in Soldier Field against a Philly team that they can't ride Nick Foles' magic forever. <laughs> um, they're going to move on, okay? Next round in the NFC I've got here, New Orleans gets to play against that Seattle team. And here's my big upset. I've got Seattle taking New Orleans down in New Orleans. now mm, yeah. New Orleans, who in the past few weeks has sputtered badly.
2: Well, uh, I, I think you're leaning a lot of that on that, that Carolina game. I think it was
1: in Carolina, but still, there was a 13-9 game. They went, I, I, I said this stat last week, and I don't remember it exactly, but they went from averaging 39 points a week to 13 yeah. in the last four.
2: My question here is, New Orleans,
1: what I look at New Orleans, Is
2: in, in years past, they were only, they were, they, they were, they, they were, Solely relying on that fucking offense. Yeah. And they, they have a good defense now. They do. And, and, and they don't just pass the ball, they can run the ball. They they're, they're actually a complete team, similar to the Bears. Yes. Um, which are one of the few teams that can do that religiously in the NFL.
1: The reason I think Seattle manages to beat New Orleans in New Orleans is, and, and we talked about it earlier, what one they, of the, the hardest, hardest possible what, places to play. What they do right now. Better than any team and more than any team is run the ball, control the clock. Yeah. They're very good at it. Okay. New Orleans is, 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 decent against the run, but they're not good enough to stop, I think, this, this run team. And, and in order to beat New Orleans, what you have to do is keep Drew Brees off the field. I think Seattle manages to do that and wins a relatively low sco- scoring game. And by relatively, I'm saying like 27, 21, something like that. Um, I, I think they beat them by managing the clock. I think they out time of possession them by, by almost two to one. You
2: see me? Every year you see dark horse teams win. This is an interesting pick. I like. I, it. I'm good with that pick. I like the Rams. I like the way Seattle's. Playing. We did. We we did both pick. I think. I I may have taken the Vikings. You may have taken New Orleans, but we both took New Orleans. I think to be in the Super Bowl
1: this year. Yeah, early. Oh, no, I had Minnesota. The okay, Minnesota. All right. <laughs> um, I like the Rams to beat Chicago in L. A. They're not going to lose in L. A big part of the reason they lost to Chicago last time was the cold weather. We know that's true. Yep. I think it would be a great game. Unfortunately, I, I just don't think it's What's funny. wrong with the
2: Rams? The Rams are another team that are sputtering.
1: They're not playing super well. Golf. That's true. Golf is what's wrong.
0: He's the worst quarterback in the NFL in the last five weeks. So. <laughs> which is which is, inter- which is interesting. Yeah. But I think a lot of that goes on with today. McVay. has not been as, as good. He's. I mean, honestly, last week I was impressed. He committed to
2: a running game with C.J. Anderson, which we have not seen him do at all. So one of the
1: reasons L.A. has a big advantage here is... Todd Gurley doesn't have to try to play next week. Yeah. So he's going to come back 100% healthy, rested for two full weeks. McVay an amazing coach has a full bye week to sit and play, game plan against this the Chicago Bears defense. I think it's going to work.
2: Yeah, the so, the best
1: thing about Chicago that Chicago is going for them is,
2: is 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 they're not relying on their offense like like Kansas City. They they have like they they have the best defense line in the game. They do. The best defense in the game. Yes. Which, which so you, you think the Bears beat the Rams? I think the Bears actually have a good matchup because I think Fangio is smart enough defensive coordinator, um, and I don't think Golf, we talked, we said it earlier, is a quarterback that can actually beat you.
1: Okay. So you got the, so you got the Bears going to the NFC Championship. Yeah. Bears versus Seattle. I've got the Rams versus Seattle, and Seattle is not as good as the Bears are. At a lot of the things that Seattle's good at. So, I've got the Rams beating Seattle and going to the Super Bowl this year. Now, if you've got Chicago playing against Seattle or New Orleans in that NFC Championship, who you got going? I would take
2: Chicago versus Seattle all day long because that's going to be in Chicago. I think if 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 New Orleans gets to the NFC Championship in, in fucking
1: New Orleans, New Orleans will win that game. Uh... Yeah, if they get, if, if New Orleans is in there against, uh, LA or Chicago. Good yeah. I, I mean, I, Although, let, I, 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 the Mercedes would, <laughs> it would be very interesting if New Orleans, Chicago got there because all <laughs> season long, or at least over the last six weeks, I see an article once a week that says the only team that can beat the Saints is Chicago. The only team in that, New can Orleans? Beat, the only team that can beat Chicago right now. Is New Orleans like I see these two articles back and forth constantly, so which is inter- which is interesting to me. I almost think that, that that the Rams
2: are probably a better team matched up against than that than against New Orleans and the Chicago is. They're just similar, very similar. I think they can put up the points. I don't think Chicago can. I think that the Rams have a better defensive backfield than the fucking Bears do. Mm. Well, especially especially now that we're
1: losing, is Eddie Jackson back? Yeah. Well, no, he's not playing this week, but I think he's gonna play. Maybe. Yes. So we'll see. Um, all right, so I've got the Rams going for the NFC. You've got New Orleans. New Orleans going for the NFC. Let's look at the AFC side. We know that Kansas City is already the one seed. Uh, New England is not yet definitely the two seed. But they're playing the Jets.
2: They're, the two, they're, they're playing
1: for the two seed now. I take that back about Kansas City. Kansas it could be, City is it could not. Be the, it could be Kansas Guardians. City might be the five no, seed, yeah, but they're right. playing Oakland. They're going to beat Oakland. They're going <laughs> to take that one seed down. I think New England beats the Jets. Even though it's a div, we know how what happens. Casey to had games. to win last week, and they did. Or not? Casey uh, Chargers had to yeah. win last week. Yeah, and they they shit the bed. Yeah. Um, New England takes that down that two seed. Uh, the AFC is interesting, right? Because it's wide open. Once you get Houston, the three seed, Houston, Houston as a three seed, who I've got going as a three seed because they're going to beat Jacksonville this week. I mean, they they there's a there is a scenario that they don't even make the playoffs. A very very, very very slim it's scenario. It's not likely to happen, but. Um, there it is. Baltimore, Baltimore, um, they, I think they've locked up their division, so they are going to be the four seed. Yes. Um, I fucking hate Baltimore
2: for numerous reasons here.
1: They are a hard team to watch, but I, I think they could
2: beat anybody. I love, I love defense football and and they fucking play great defense and fucking good special teams. Their offense is so bad. It's so bad. They, I mean, like there's, I mean, like you would like to. I go back to the fucking Bears in like 2005 and 6 where like Kyle Orton's throwing them ball for 68 yards and they are winning games. Yeah. I mean, it they, was terrible.
0: They should have beat the Chiefs a couple weeks yeah. ago in KC. And they couldn't do it. Mahomes but no, yeah, exactly. Mahomes made like what three or four plays out of his fucking ass to win this that. This is game. a no
1: this is a no-look pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So look, the, going into this week, the AFC literally every position, one through four is is wide open and up for grabs right now. I think it's going to be disappointing to some people because I think all the top four seats win this week because they got Oakland, KC does, New England's got the Jets, Houston's got the Jags, and Baltimore's got the toughest matchup against Cleveland, but Cleveland cannot beat Baltimore. Yeah, but but, but to your point
2: is is accurate. Cleveland is at least a a competitive team now. Yeah. yeah.
0: They can
1: beat Baltimore, I think. They could. I just don't think they can. The
0: likelihood of put other ones, ones though?
1: Hey, Bullfrog, look it up. When's the last time Cleveland (laughs) beat Baltimore? Is in? it in Baltimore? I don't know. I, I have no fucking idea. Not, They've been like fucking 4-12 since My phone's dead. I don't have a computer. I can't. Five seed is going to be the Chargers who... Look, if they beat Denver and Kansas City loses to Oakland by some miracle, they could be the fucking two, one seed? Two seed? Um, They'll be a one seed then. They're going to end up five. The most interesting game of the week, however, has to be the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans because this is a win-and-you're-in scenario. We love a win-and-you're-in scenario. These two teams are one and one against each other on the year so far, playing in Tennessee. Tennessee's found a formula that's working for them with Derrick Henry. Indianapolis all year long has a formula that's working for them with Andrew Luck. I'd be shocked if the Colts don't win that game. I've yeah. got I've got Indianapolis winning to take the six seed, knocking Tennessee out. Well, I I, I agree with you. I, I would also be shocked. Is, is I expect this game to actually be a very good
2: game, It'd be a close Great game. game, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, I agree that I, I don't think. Tennessee has a player on their on their offense that can actually put up points when they need it, versus I think Indianapolis has players on, as a wide receiver, as a, as a tight end, as a quarterback, and as a running back that can
1: actually make a play when they need to. Yeah, so I, so I like them winning. Um, so that, may, that means first round of the playoffs in the AFC is going to be Houston versus Indianapolis. Another divisional game. Another divisional game that is split so far on the year. Close each game. And uh, look, I'm taking Indianapolis to beat Houston in in Houston, Houston. Uh, no, I'll take Houston. Uh, uh, next, we got the Baltimore Ravens playing against those L.A. Chargers. And again, the Ravens can no. beat anybody at any time. The Ravens are actually the ideal team to beat the Chargers, right? And, and they is, just played last week. Yeah, but I'm taking the Chargers to win this one. Chargers are Philip Rivers is finally going to try to make his playoff run. He's tried.
2: He's the tried most his whole disappointing career. thing about that I saw from the Chargers is somehow they could not protect.
1: Philip Rivers' night. Game. They got destroyed by the Ravens last time. Destroyed. This is going to be, they're going to be playing in Baltimore, but I, I think they find a way to come back and get their revenge and take that game down.
0: Well, no, will they play? Will they be, be in Well, no, because Baltimore would be the division winner, play, right?
1: They will play. They will play yeah. in Baltimore. Baltimore is a four seed. Chargers, Chargers, play, would, have Chargers would have the better record. Chargers would have the better record, but the but Ravens would be the the wild Wild card teams don't ever get to play at home.
2: That's bastard. Bastards.
1: So they'll be playing in Baltimore. I will
2: take the Chargers in that one because I don't think Philip. I don't think. I don't think the Chargers, Chargers are a too good of a complete team with with Gordon
1: completely healthy, healthy, ready to go. Uh-huh. Rivers
0: ever won a playoff game?
1: Mm. Yeah, maybe one. Yeah, yeah not very many. A lot of confidence round. in that right there, boys. It's time. Fourteen years later, it's time. He's got nine kids to worry about. That next might be ra- <laughs> In the next round, here we got KC uh, playing against. I've got Indianapolis. You've got Houston. Do you think either of those teams can beat KC? Because I do not in Kansas City.
0: The Andy Reid effect is full force. Yeah,
1: I would be interested to see that. I bet Houston could be.
2: I would take that. I, I will take Houston over KC. Wow, I don't even have Houston getting to KC,
1: but KC uh, I, think, I, I actually
2: think for for Houston's purposes, Indianapolis is
1: always seems to be a harder matchup for them. Yeah, Indianapolis and well, this divisional game. Yeah, to be to be fair. Casey's got to play either Indianapolis or Houston. I think they have an easier time beating Indianapolis than yes, do Houston. I agree with you. But Indianapolis gets there. Casey beats them. As far as I'm concerned, you say Kansas. You say Houston is getting to the AFC Championship. Well, I
2: like I, I, I tend to always go defense, and what I've seen this year is that that again that defense has always played good at the end of the year, and that in that Houston still has a very good defensive line say, between Watt and Wiley. Yeah, and
0: Watt and else. And Jj Watt is starting know, to step and Clowney, up. He's starting to step up a little. I know bit. you
1: say always go defense. I do, but this year. It feels a lot like always go defense unless it's Kansas City, because that no. offense is otherworldly.
0: I think they're falling uh, off
1: the map a little bit. A little bit.
0: No hunt. No, no hunt. hunt. Hills. Hills banged up. Hill is banged up a little well, I mean, bit. The most impressive thing about KC to date has been how good Mahomes
2: actually is. He has right. been
1: fucking phenomenal. Yeah. No look passes. Everything about him. And there's Great. no reason. There's nothing I've seen watching him that says the playoffs are going to get to him. He's so fucking calm and composed in every scenario we've seen him play against crazy tough defenses, I don't see the playoffs getting to it. Well, I mean, he, I don't think he's played Houston. Right. I mean, he hasn't no, no, played in Chicago.
2: He has, he did play the fucking Rams. and It was a fucking... It, but their it, defense hasn't played, shown to be
1: that good. He's played Baltimore, and he beat Baltimore. He played Seattle. Now Baltimore, Baltimore played was the best
0: Baltimore. defense that
2: he played.
1: And, and arguably he he the best overall defense. didn't put defense up great
0: league. stats, but he won the One. game for them,
2: yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, again, what I think we see is that, that defense travels in the playoffs, defense can win you games. I think if Houston actually can beat Indy, which would be impressive to me, yeah. that I think Houston in KC could beat KC. Oh, and, and again, I think Andrew Reed's a good coach, but you guys bring up all the time, Andy Reed fucking Jesus. struggles to do the simple things to win games in the fucking playoffs.
1: So you've got Houston in the AFC Championship. Next game we've got here is New England versus the Chargers. We both think that's going to happen. We both think it's going to happen in Foxborough. I've got the Chargers winning as New England is struggling. Tom yeah, Brady is. Struggling. I'm with you on that. So I've got KC, LA. You've got Houston, LA. Uh, for me, KC is going to beat the Chargers and, and knock Philip Rivers out one more time just because I believe Mahomes doesn't flap. What do you think? Houston versus the Chargers. I will take the, I will take the Chargers. Woo! The Chargers were my preseason Super Bowl pick, but I don't think they. Make I think it.
2: the char- Chargers are, are the best. One of the. Mm-hmm. I think there's two teams that are the most complete, and I think
1: one is the fucking New Orleans Saints. The other one is the Chargers, the NFL. So to clarify, your Super Bowl selections this year are the Saints and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. My Super Bowl selections this year are the Chiefs and the Rams. Who do you got winning? I will go in. I'm going to take, uh, I will take the Chargers. Wow, I didn't even have the balls to pick the Chargers to win it. I've got the Chiefs winning this Super Bowl on the back of a historic year for young Pat Mahomes. Uh, You don't have to give us your whole rundown, Bullfrog, but give me your Super Bowl matchup and Super Bowl winner, please. Uh,
0: Super Bowl matchup. I'm going to go with Seattle. Wow. The the Dark Horse versus New England.
1: Okay, you're out. And who wins that boring fucking matchup? (laughs) Yeah, That's a rematch. Who wins the rematch? (sighs) No Malcolm Butler in this one. Seattle's playing as good as anyone. No Marshawn
0: Lynch. Seattle's playing as good as anyone. I'm yeah, going. With, I'm going with Seattle. Yeah, the five seed, the limit. hot team out of the fucking. NFL. <laughs> so, I, how about this? I feel like the NFC is the, the the tougher conference right now, coming late into the season. Do you guys agree or disagree?
1: Agreed. Well, agreed. The, the whole of the NFC playoff conference is better than the whole of the AFC. Yeah. Yes, the
0: top teams in the NFC are a fuck of a lot better than. The how NFC. about this? You guys just predicted this, but I feel like this is a year where anything could happen. Sure. No one team has really shown that they're like. Everybody's, everybody's. Well, stumbled. to me, to yeah. me, that tells me the most complete teams. Who
1: are the most complete teams? It's a good question. Chargers are right up there. Chargers, but they've the lost. They've Saints lost how
0: many fucking games they should have won? Five, I think now. How, how? Why are they losing so many games they should win? Good question. Bo yeah, Bron. exactly. So what? 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 What makes you think they're gonna win when it comes to fucking game they need to win? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I you know.
2: You made a hey, statement yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, Rivers is yeah. what, what? One, two game... Two game... Two playoff games? It who
1: the fuck knows? But I picked the Chiefs and the Holmes has won zero playoff games. So. Yeah. So we've made no bets so far. I tried to make a bet with you. I would take 14 and over. 14 and a half. 14 and a quarter. No, that's... That's completely different. Yeah, let's take 14 and a quarter. I'll <laughs> take 14.1. I think I'm taking the over, aren't I? You're taking the over. I'm... T- who is it we're betting on? <laughs> Derrick Henry... I'm taking the under of <laughs> 14.1, 14.08. <laughs> Deal, 14.08. Oh Finally, we have a bet. Okay, guys, we are done with the show. <laughs> Before we leave you, we just want to lay out what is coming over the next couple of weeks. Why should you continue to listen? Well, next week, we're going to talk playoff fantasy. There are a lot of different ways to play playoff fantasy football. We're going to break down a few of those different stri- types of Fantasy games. We're gonna break down some strategy you might use to win the various types of playoff games out there. They're everywhere available for you. Once we know what that playoff picture is gonna look like, we can help you win some money there. Maybe D Rock. I know you're with us. Uh, after that, ne- after that, the week. After next is going to be our year in review. That's when we break down how we did. How did our beginning of season rankings end up with the end of season actual rankings in the league? We're going to look at our year-long bets. We're just going to kind of take a look back at our first year as professional fantasy football podcasters. See how we um. did. Break that shut up. Break that down a little bit for you guys. We're going to get really fucked up on that episode. I'm going to call it get fucked up, volume two in the show notes. And uh, it's going to be a great time. That will be episode 51. After that, we go on break. We go on hiatus until just prior to the draft next year. So you won't see shows from us for a while. But don't leave us behind. Have a good time with us over the next two weeks. They're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And uh, join us after that when we kick off draft season with a brand new set of 50 for you. All right, fuckers, I'm going to pee real fucking bad. Like, it's been, it's been a minute since I've had to do this, so go fuck off. I can take a piss, and uh, we'll see you next week.
2: Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week
1: to make more of your fantasies come true.